Hey, welcome back, everybody. You are with the Don Beer Show. Once again, I am your host, Don Beers. Welcome to the show. It is Monday, our first Monday show. So, what a week it has been. I am telling you, in the world today, it has been quite quite the weekend, hasn't it? Hey, welcome, Texan Maryland Trucker. Glad to see you're back here. Glad to hear that you're back over the road, man. It was good news to hear. Matthew, welcome. Kaya, welcome. As always, Kaya. Uh, you know, we are going to be kind of comparing today the difference between the uh, Canadian trucking and U.S. trucking, comparing truck stops and routes and kind of things. Good evening to you, Texan. Glad you're here, man. I was so glad uh, last night there when I was listening to your interview there on the Mark Anthony Storm on YouTube. He had an interview out there. Going to talk to you for a minute. Hi, Rob Marion. How are you? I see it was just over on your show there a little earlier. Yeah, glad to see that you uh, got some listeners there. But anyway, I was listening to your interview there, Tex, and I uh, was so happy when I heard that you were uh, back over the road um, for a long haul driver to have to just abruptly end. It's hard on you. And I was glad to see that you were out there, man, and you're back, you know, with the old company doing what you love to do. Uh, it's great news, and I was glad to hear it. But anyway, you know, we're kind of going to be talking today the difference between uh, Canada and the U.S. in trucking. You know, and then uh, we're going to touch a little bit about, uh, I got an email, so we'll touch a little bit about that. Uh, kind of got called out, so we're going to address that. Uh, a little bit today and uh, you know thank thank you Marion I'm, I'm glad to hear that um, you know but we're going to kind of compare things here you know like in today's trucking and I'll tell you in 33 years that I've been on the road I believe trucking itself has come to a full circle man it, it, is, it has changed so much since I started with you know the regulations and you know it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse out there but here in Canada, it's, it's, it's particularly bad for a driver. There's absolutely zero, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. And, of course, this show is about all about my opinion, my experiences, that we have zero, absolutely zero respect for a driver up here. And that includes driver on driver. Our industry here up here has kind of been taken over by um, uh, the East Indians and, uh, you know, the European group. And, uh, like you, everybody knows I am not a prejudiced. I believe that anybody has a right to, uh, make a living and support their families. But with this responsibility of, you know, driving a truck down the road is proper training. And I'm finding out more and more that as these new new drivers come aboard, and it doesn't matter if, you know, what color their skin is or what ethnic group they're from, white, doesn't matter. It's the training out there today that is, is lapsing out here, in Canada especially. Um, you know, our highways out here, are, you know, our, our, our freeway systems, as they call it, are nothing like they are in the U.S. at all. Um, you know, northern Ontario between Sudbury and getting up to Thunder Bay where you, you know, cross the provinces there. And that is where you start getting into four-lane highway. 
So between Sudbury and Thunder Bay and up there through Dryden until you, you know, you hit into the Winnipeg area, it is a zigzaggy two lane highway. And we have guys now, and I've traveled this, this highway 33 years. Hi kids. How are you? Yes. I see you there. So, you know, the, 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 the language will be at a minimum today. Hi, Terry. How are you, man? How's the kids? Um, so, you know, it, it's a zigzaggy old windy road, lots of moose, you know, lots of bear, lots of black bear. Um, and in the summertime, you know, a lot of tourists, but we have these new drivers out here and they're passing on corners and I'm talking blind corners, um, passing lanes. They'll run you right into the, you know, right into the shoulder at the end of the passing lanes. And, you know, in my opinion, there's just no respect for the driver. Now you get the odd driver here, you know, that, you know, old gumshoe like me, that's been around a long time and get on CB there and, you know, tell you to come on over, you know, just, come on, take it on driver. You know, I'm in no hurry. Just, you know, if you're in that big of a rush that you're going to run me off the road, you know, I'd rather hit the brakes and let you go by. Well, they don't insist on doing that because you can drive, you know, 2,200 miles or, well, let's use Toronto to Vancouver, 2,700 miles, give or take. And you could drive 2,700 miles up here and never hear a word, a chatter on that CB. Now, if there's an accident up here or there's a cop over here, the scales, oh, you know, open driver, be careful. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then, you know, to, for our facilities up here, you know, it's, um, this is kind of, let me see what Marion has to say here for a second. This is kind of about driving. So I've got this story to share. My friend Mike got this crazy idea to play Candy Crush on his phone while driving. Long story short, he got pulled over by the cops, got a ticket, and the cop actually uninst uninstalled the game for him. Well, you know what? He should have the damn game uninstalled, and he should have got his license taken away, in my opinion. But, you know, it's um, it's like our facilities up here for drivers. They're, they're you know, they're, they're, they're far and few between. Um, you got the odd fuel stops, obviously. You know, they're kind of run by the big two up here, the Husky and Esso. And now they've kind of combined. You got the odd flying J up here, but there's a lot of them quick fuel stuff, you know, fuel and get out. I'm telling you, it's a it's a real mess up here, our trucking industry. You know, they keep they keep nailing us with with all this this bloody regulation about time and how we can do it. But then they're not giving us, you know, one in for roof to park our truck. Like try and find a rest area in northern Ontario. You, know, you ain't going to find one. You might find a snowplow puller out. Good for one or two trucks. But everything else up here is either closing or they're closed at 7, 8 o'clock at night. The only thing that's open is you can get fuel. So fuel and get out. Restaurants are all closing. So, you know, if, if you're a new driver and you're, you plan on coming to Canada, you know, make sure that you have food in your truck. Because if you're not at the right place at the right time, you're going to go hungry, man. And that is just the way it is. Uh, a lot of these fuel stops now are, are, you know, taking the facilities right out, putting the card locks in. You know, and you're lucky if you've got a bathroom in there that is a Johnny on the spot. 
So, you know, anybody that's not a truck driver here, you got to remember one thing. That old saying is, you know, if, if the truck stop, the world stops. And that is true. You know, it's kind of, you know, with the, the tariffs and everything else. You know, we all see, you know, everybody you know, making these plays for these international tariffs and getting money and everybody's doing a, you know, a hell of a job, eh? But it costs jobs. And, you know, if we're the, the trade wars between China and Canada right now, it's kind of iffy. You know, Donald Trump's helping us out a little bit now by imposing his tariffs on there. But, you know, the old saying is, you know, we got to respect what a guy does for a living. And if a guy doesn't have the facilities to do his job, well, how does he do it? Comes right down to the guy's mental health. You know, and I'm a strong one for, you know, if you, you keep clean, you, you keep yourself respectable, people treat you with respect until they see you get out of a truck up here. You know, it's a, it's a sad thing, man. You know, and it's uh, drivers have no respect for each other out here. You know, like I say, they won't even tell you if there's an accident ahead. You know, you driving 80,000 pounds up and down. And up here, it's more like 117,000 pounds because we're all hauling triaxles. You know, and so we're up and down and twisting and turning and not a bloody word about it. You know, I just come off the road there like my last trip. There was an accident um, uh, on Highway 17. And there's a, there's a disaster waiting to happen right there. We'll talk about Highway 17 in a minute. But, you know, action, I'm coming down a hill, and there's a one of our own, you know, one of our own company trucks. We're flipped over in the ditch there, you know, come down the road. One o'clock in the afternoon, hit an icy spot, you know. It's uh way he went, in the ditch he goes. So I'm coming down the same hill. You know, no warning, you know, up here, you know, flag people are a joke in Ontario. It's come up to the accident and there's a flag person, but you know, all these trucks coming up the hill and I'm thinking, gee, there's a lot of trucks here. Must be something happening. You know, that's just my intuition and experience. Sure as shit. Come around the corner and there's cops and fire departments and, you know, and there's one of my trucks, not my trucks, but one of the driver, you know, companies I was driving for upside down, you know, and not a word on the radio, you know, and nothing. And I'm a strong believer that every truck driver, you know, should have a radio in his truck because that's their lifeline. You know, we, we all have cell phones and GPS and all the bullshit that comes with it. But I'll tell you, using a GPS in a truck, unless you have a real good one, is, in my opinion, a mistake. And I've learned the hard way. You know, it's, uh, you know, Texan Maryland trucker there. He's, a, a, you know, kind of a guru when it comes to electronics there. He'll tell you that. Bad situations can happen in a real quick hurry, especially if you're following your GPS on your phone. You know, for all you new drivers, don't do that. I really, you know, advise strongly, don't do that. They are not made for trucks. They are going to take you into some of the god-awful horror stories that you do not want to get into. And I'm telling you, if you're going to get a GPS, make sure you get a good one. Now they're all, to my opinion, Texan Maryland might be able to, you know, say a little different to it or recommend what you new drivers should get. You know, I'm a strong believer just because it has a $400 price thing doesn't mean it's the best one, right? So I do a lot of research. You know, I had a Rad McNally and, you know, and I had, uh, oh, Jesus, what's that? Uh, PC Miler one. I've had them all. But, 
in my opinion, you know, I use the, the, the PC Miler one was, it never failed me. Um, well, I shouldn't say that once it did fail me in Vancouver, it took me to the wrong street. You know, I was supposed to be going to a meat warehouse and I'm driving down multi-million dollar homes. Kind of figured when I turned the corner and, you know, the houses was bigger than three on my block that uh-oh, I kind of made a mistake or something's wrong, right? Garmin is a really good one for truckers, Terry. Yeah, yeah. That's the one you had in your truck, isn't it? The Garmin. I think that's the one that was in all the trucks down here, wasn't it? I'm not sure, but that one worked pretty good, yeah. That one did, uh, Terry worked with me and uh, my son-in-law and his father on a heavy wrecker outfit. And I helped them out once in a while. Terry was their mechanic and kind of a uh, go-to guy when all hell broke knee loose and you needed another driver or another hand out there. Uh, but that, that one in the big Pete there, the, the heavy wrecker that I drove, I'll tell you, it got me in and out of Calgary a couple of times in some stupid spots I shouldn't have been in, but you know, it's all the same. I think they're all the same, but anyway, back to this whole trucking thing, you know, like up here in Canada, there's absolutely no respect for drivers in my opinion. That's what I think. Even at the truck stops, you know, you, they're just terrible. You know, and I've been in this business a long time. So I'll tell you, I've spent a lot of bloody money on bad food and bad service. You know, and I'm, I'm a quite, you know, a strong believer in tipping, you know, and tipping well to the waitresses because they don't make shit, right? You would think anyway. But I'll tell you, there's there's a few and far between that there's one, tr- you know, little. it's not even a truck stop. It's a diner um, in Nairn Center, Ontario. It's just kind of... Uh, west of um, Sudbury, if you guys ever, you know, drive east and west uh, up here, uh, it's at a Esso card lock right there, and uh, it's on the right-hand side as you come in west. Tell you, this guy caters to the driver. Food is good. The pricing's good. You know, you, you, you won't get any better pricing. And then, if, you know, you go down about 100 miles down the road, there's another little diner there. It's called Rockies. It's at a Highway 108 and 17 in Ontario, another good diner. But after that, guys, you're going to go hungry. I'll tell you that. Between Sault Ste. Marie and, and the Manitoba border, uh, you're going to go hungry. Man, you're, you're probably not going to wash your nuts either because the facilities around there, I shouldn't say that. I forgot my grandchildren are listening. Sorry, kids. Um Dirty, just absolutely filthy. Um, incredible. I'll tell you, some of them, I don't even know why they're even in business. Like the health department, I, I, I was a health agent, I'd shut them down. You know, but what do you do? You got to go, right? You're the driver, you got to eat. Well, not this guy. Not absolutely this guy. Hey, Gordon, how are you, buddy? But anyway, it's not a, not going to be for me. You know, I'll, I'll wait a little bit longer, and I'm a guy that believes in, you know, showering every morning, you know, looking respectable when I get to my customer and all that. My truck is clean, you know, all that stuff, but it's getting hard. It's really getting tough up here in Canada for a driver to, to do anything, you know, to stay healthy. Can't stay healthy if you can't eat. So, like I told you at the beginning of the show, if you are going to be here in Canada and you're not going to be running in some of the major centers, because, like I said, they're you know the flying jays are out here. You know, there's they're far and few between, but the major cities have them. You know, they're you know they're building every day. But again, they're more fuel stops and quick eats. 
you know, no restaurants or nothing like that, but you know, you can get a clean shower in one of them anyway, but you know, you get into the Sault Ste. Marie Huskies, not so bad. It's brand new. So, you know, it's kind of clean. Um, but after that, you know, like anybody goes through Winnipeg, Manitoba, um, where are you in Canada, Don? Yes, sir. I am. I am 100% Canadian Edmonton man there. He'll know what I'm talking about, but the Canadian roads here, um, Winnipeg, Manitoba Husky. You must know that one. Gordon S. You must know that. Are you Canadian? Every time I eat in that place, I either have diarrhea for two days or I'm sick. So there's a do not go spot for me. You know, I won't even fuel there. Um, just incredible. And then, you know, the washrooms in there are just deplorable. They're just dirty. Don't know what the showers are like because, you know, in the old days, you know, they, it was the best spot in Manitoba to stop. It was clean. It was, you know, but it was new, right? It's uh, pretty shitty. But, you know, between the Manitoba border and back down to Toronto, the big smoke, as we call it around here, uh, truck facilities are absolutely zero. Uh, so, you know, like for you American fellows that are ever, you know, ever decide you're going to jump up here, you know, man, oh man, make sure you got food in your truck, especially if you're, you know, heading west out of, out of Toronto, you know, on the great old Trans-Canada Highway, you know, Highway 1711 turns into Highway 1 once you hit Manitoba. Never had figured that friggin' shit out, but, you know, Trans-Canada Highway is Trans-Canada Highway as far as I'm concerned, but that Highway 17. Now, it is our own Canada's death trap. Uh, I believe last winter, you know, one winter alone this year, 36 lives, I think I read today. Uh, and we're talking drivers along that stretch of highway. You know, it's uh, in a lot of ways, in you know, bad training, lack of training on the driver's part, uh, lack of knowledge of driving winter conditions because they can change in a minute through Northern Ontario. And of course, you know, it's a lack of road maintenance up here. It's all privatized. You know, we've, we've gone to this all of a sudden we can snow plow for profit. I don't know how you do that. Snow comes, you got to get it out. You know, the money runs out. Well, what do you do? Just stop plowing the snow off the major highway. Well, and that's what we deal with. You know, yeah, you're right. It's just ignorance. A lot of it is ignorance, and that's a lot of what this show is all about, Gordon, is, you know, trying to get some non-truckers and truckers together, you know, to let people know that, you know, beware. We're not out there trying to kill you, you know, but unfortunately here in Canada, you know, I suppose it's in the U.S. too. You know, any U.S. people out there can probably chime in here anytime. You know, they, they seem to be busting them out of trucking school and throwing them into trucks faster than it just seems too quick for me these days, you know. One minute he's, you know, sitting behind the desk thinking about driving a truck and, you know, two weeks later he's out there hauling a load of bee trains and a load of lumber or peat moss or, you know, that's what it was, that humble thing up here. And that whole thing was, you know, 100%, 100% lack of training as far as I'm concerned. No onus on the company, a $5,000 fine. But there's, a you know, a good point for all you new drivers out here. This industry is changing at a rapid pace. You know, and I mean a rapid pace. You know, people are going to jail now for, you know, not being properly trained and killing people. You know, and I read this little thing today about uh, not to be racist, but everyone is being crushed 
rushed into trucking. Well, yeah, you're right. Everybody, and it, you know, and you don't have to be racist because what's the number one easiest industry to get into? Driving a truck. And yes, we do have a, and you know, we we all know Canada's immigration policies, and we have a lot of new Canadians. You're absolutely right. And a lot of these new Canadians, the first place they head is through a trucking door. Now, some of them are coming from, you know, countries where they drove trucks in the past. But unfortunately, you know, their way of driving trucks, you know, is nowhere near what we call driving trucks. You know, it's just not what we do. We don't act like that. We don't drive like that. You know, but when you're going through Northern Ontario in the middle of a snowstorm, you can pretty much tell which one of the three companies up here, you know, because there's only one of the three that you that really run back and forth at a steady pace. Most of our drivers up here, our companies up here run north and south. They really don't like running across Canada because the money's not the same. You know, and they're running south, they get U.S. dollars. You know, the Humboldt accident really showed the lack of training. Uh, Terry, you're absolutely right. Um, it's just incredible. Uh, you know, I kind of don't know if this graduated license thing, you know, they, they, they wanted to do a few years ago. Um, you'll probably remember it, Terry. You're kind of in my age group um, where they wanted to kind of make a graduated licensing for truckers. You know, I, I don't know if it would work because of the, you know, the, all the, you know, got to be he shed, she shed, and, you know, I got to sleep in his bed and with him and all that crap and team driving and stuff. But I kind of wonder if you're going to get anything more than, you know, your, your typical 80,000 pounds that, you know, maybe you need some special endorsements. You know, when I first started driving, you know, you couldn't go, you couldn't go past the province of Alberta without a mountain endorsement on your license, you know, to get into BC. You will remember that, Terry. I know that you will, you know. What's your age group, Don? Well, I'm 53, Gordon. Been driving a highway for, and I mean, a long haul highway for 33 years. Um, if you haven't followed the show, Gordon, it's, uh, I retired last October due to my health. Uh, I got cancer and uh, that my health kind of took me off the road. Uh, health is good right now, you know, in recession, I guess, as they call it. But, um, key to me here is is to give some good information to drivers and new drivers that might need it even some old alike you know and and yet people in here that aren't drivers to talk about it now we don't always talk about trucks here and that's kind of what the difference is people come in here thinking that we're a lot of cussing and cursing and bullshit going on but you know i do slip once in a while and but nothing like that we're not the cowboy boot hee-haw and you know go blow your your ass kind of you know show we're here to be helpful and you know hopefully you know share some knowledge and we talk about other things you know we talk about donald trump we talk about trudeau we talk about everything on this show you know it all depends in what people throw out there you know i'm open to anything um you know i usually start the show with a format here about you know today's trucking in canada you know to me it just sucks up here and, you know, the last part of my years, Gordon, I had to drive in Canada. I had no choice because some of the medications that I was on, I wasn't allowed to drive in the States. So fair be it, right? You know, you want to go play in their sandbox, you got to follow their rules. That's, uh, you know, a line from a good buddy of mine that's still driving out there. He actually drives Calgary to Revelstoke every night. That would bore the shit out of me, I can tell you that. But, um, yeah, more 
all I can tell you right now from some of the people that I know here, um, just from live chats, uh, to answer your question anyway, Gordon, I almost got right off track there like I sometimes do. We age everywhere, man, from 18, I think, is our youngest uh, person that follows our show right up to, you know, myself. I'm 53. Um, you know, I'm one of the old farts of the industry today. You know, I'm in the group now that are, are retiring, packing it in because, you know, we just can't take it anymore. You know, and that, Terry, there's 55, young 55. Now, there's a man I have respect for, you know, uh, 55 years old, grandfather, raising two young grandchildren, two girls with that. What a handful. And, you know, Terry, I got to tell you that I have a lot of respect for what you're doing. Uh, he moved out of here, moved to Saskatchewan where he could, you know, spend more time and get a better job for to raise his grandchildren at a time when Terry was kind of semi-retired. You know, it's kind of, he took a big responsibility, my man, and, uh, you know, and I applaud you for it. You know, it uh, takes a pretty big man at your age to uh, start raising, geez, I think one of them's not even in school yet, is he? Or is she? She must be just going to school this year if she is. Uh, but, Anyway, there's, there's, there's a driver's heart for you. But, you know, like Canada and the United States, now you go to the U.S. side. You know, the truck stops are, you know, there. The, the uh, rest areas are every few miles, you know. The only problem I have with the rest areas in the U.S. is, you know, if you get in there a little late, you know, grandma and grandpa that are on their, their way down to Arizona to do their snowbirding's got all the spots taken up that are meant for trucks, right? But hey, it is what it is. And that's what's coming with the truck stops. You know, they're not truck stops anymore. They're travel plazas. You know, they got to own to get more people and business in there. And I'll tell you, a lot of it, you know, if you don't support the truck stop and you can't keep the restaurants open, you know, they, they got to do something, right? And I, that's kind of, I think, where a lot of it, you know, happened here in Canada is that um, our food, our, you know, our menus in, in our restaurants don't meet our new driver. And I'm not being prejudiced, Gordon, as you say. Um, but our, our industry up here has kind of been taken over by the East Indian group. And, um, you know, they don't eat certain foods. And there's another problem is our truck stops are also being taken over by the new Canadians. And, you know, they don't serve that food. So, you know, you're kind of in a, a tit for a tat here. What do you do, right? You know, they're in grade one and grade three this year. Holy man, Terry. The years are just begun. I still don't believe you have your hair and it's not gray. I just don't believe it. But anyway, he's a funny, 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 funny fellow. But it, it goes back to, um, you know, respect, respect to your family. You know, what Terry's doing in my eyes. Uh, way to go, Terry. You know, it's, it's like I said, Gordon, sometimes we get off topic here and we just talk about anything, right? It's great on the sides. Yeah, it just gives you a little more esteem, right? But. You know, there's, you know, the truck stops and the stuff out there, you know, they've, they've even got their own games going on. You know, they're, they're building new ones every day, so they say, but they're taking away the, the facilities. You know, the pilot was the first one that, that started that. You know, they started building these little fuel stops with, you know, 15 or 20 parking spots. You know, and that would be it. And, you know, I got to tell you, tight, tight, tight parking spots. So, but, you know, at least they're there. 
Now, on the U.S. side, my favorite truck stop on the U.S. side is the Petros. You know, but they're, they're, they're falling through the wayside. You know, everybody's merging, Flying J, Pilot, and, you know, I always liked the Loves, too, you know, and, and the Southern Loves. You know, they, they were always good and clean. But, you, you know, you get into Southern Texas and stuff, and, man, you get, especially in produce time, them, them places are just packed, and but at least they're clean. You know, they got people in there cleaning the showers after you get out and doing all the stuff. We're here in Canada. The guy's been in a Petro Pass, and I'll tell you, Brandon, Manitoba, and uh, Cardlock, you know, go in there and going to go have a shower and fuel my truck and put my little cardy thing in there to go in the shower, open the, you know, the shower, go in. You know, they got a kind of a wash area, and the shower's kind of separate. So I shave and, you know, put on my old shower flip-flops because I don't ever get in the shower with open flip-flops, I'll tell you that. Not, not not around here, not a truck stop. But, you know, open the shower door, and, believe it or not, got kids listening, shut your shut, shut their ears, you know, someone had shit right in the shower. You know, give me a friggin' break. You know, all day, just we can't wait to get in that shower, at the end of the day, fuel up, go to bed. And that's kind of crap that stops guys from wanting trucks in their facility is you know piss bottles all over the place and i'm telling you i've been in some of the biggest truck stops in the world you know i-80 you know all through there withville you know truck stop junction down there in withville virginia there you know it's it's like you can't walk to the fuel island or you can't walk into the bloody truck stop and go to the bathroom all right you got a week bladder and you got to pee in a bottle that's fine put that thing in a bag and throw it out somebody's got to pick that shit up and it just really pisses people off now as you know as a i spent some time here you know as a, as a highway worker you know working on the highways plowing snow and stuff when you know i first got diagnosed and you know still needed to work you got to make some money you know and you go to these these little pullouts they have in bc what they call pullouts anyway garbage cans right there not a damn thing in it and 35 piss jugs all around it so that you know them type of drivers is what is giving drivers bad names number one they don't respect their industry or you know they don't respect themselves in my eyes you know like have some decency for your fellow man someone's got to clean that stuff up you know especially when you're in a truck stop it just amazes me the amount of things that change when a driver gets in a truck. Now, this is my own opinion. This is over 33 years of seeing this whole trucking world come to a, you know, a big circle. I don't really think it's getting any better as we, you know, turn into modern technology, as we call it. It's getting worse. You know, the ELDs and all their new regulations, all that did was get everybody running to the same place at the same time. You know, it just backfired. I, you know, it's backfired on the whole industry as far as I'm concerned. But in one way, for the driver, you know, there's no more excuses why they can't be paying us by the, by the hour instead of by the mile. You know, their number one excuse for never paying us by the, by the hour was what? Because we never know what you're doing. It would have to be a trust thing. 
Well, if you don't have trust for, you know, your fellow driver or the guy that's driving your $180,000, $200,000 piece of equipment, plus your, you know, I drove reefer, so these are reefer numbers now, $130,000 trailer with a million dollars worth of strawberries on it, and you don't have trust for this guy? Don't really make much friggin' sense to me. Make much sense to you? But anyway, so anyway, we've got a regulated right out the ass now. we got all these ELDs and all the bullshit going on. But all they did was open a big wide door now. Because you regulate everything we do. When we sleep, when we pee, when we take our breaks. So, you know, there's no reason that, you know, time and money and effort it cost us to get into this business it's like a college education one year anyway you know six grand or seven grand heard up to 12 grand here now in canada for a six weeks eight week course you know just dumb you know hey let me take you you know just a second here to welcome anybody that's new here we are you know trying to compare trucking from canada united states if you're new to the channel you know don't forget to hit that fan you can support the channel with that little gift box all support is grateful but anyway we'll get right back on it i hate doing that you know that that follow me and help me support the channel stuff but it's something that's got to be done so we do it but uh, it's a sad state of affairs you know in my my opinion all of trucking and that's probably a hard thing for a guy like me to say i'll tell you it's, you know, it's, it's got to be, you know, number one, I think we need to take a long, good look at what we're doing in trucking in the regulations. And I think for as long as we've been regulating trucks, you know, we're, we're attacking the wrong people. It's not us, the driver, that says when the load's got to be there. No. Not us, the driver, that says, well, I'm sorry. You know, it's blowing and snowing, and you got to get that load there, or we're going to lose $200. Well, if I don't get that load there, I'm going to, you know, lose my life. I think it's time that we started regulating the shippers and receivers. And the transport companies themselves and have a little more responsibility put on the businesses, not their employees. You know, as a driver, you know, it's the only industry in the friggin' world that you go to work and you can lose your whole week's pay just when one stop to a scale. And I say it a lot in this show. And here I go, I'm getting passionate again and getting ticky about the whole subject because now we're talking regulations again. You know, and now they can't figure out what the fuck they're going to do, sorry kids, with the regulations. You know, they, you just get used to one set of rules and, you know, we're back at, you know, the same bullshit again. What are they going to do now? Now the new thing is they, they kind of kind of want to mirror it to Canada. Well, you know, we have this thing, the CVSA. Three country, three packed for safety in trucks. They wrote a whole book about it. They did. Took them years. I'm telling you, it just it, it took them literally years to get this three country agreement you know, figured out. But the only thing they didn't figure out was logbooks. You know, the most important thing that they want to regulate, and they don't regulate it. 
every country's got their different things. Like in Canada, we have the 70 hour, just like on the US side, but we also have this thing called the 120 hour system. So you can run both or, or one or the other. Now you might be saying, how do you run both? Well, if you're on the 70 hour system, you can flip over, you know, you got to take 24 hours off in between, but you can flip over to the 120 system. Now in Canada, if you're just running strictly Canada, in some ways it's good, some ways it's bad. You know, I can do a full coast to coast trip here in, in that 120 hours, you know, where I don't have to shut down. But when I get home, I got to take a longer time off and I really don't get into it. It's a long, complicated, you know, and it, bullshit is what it is. You know, if they would just mirror everything to one. Because, you know, the numbers are that 83% of all Canadian companies, and it, it's gone down now, used to be 94% did uh, U.S. cross-border trucking. And I just got that new number today. Um, but here in Canada, you're, you're forced. You want a job in trucking, and you want to stay just within Canada very hard. Very, very, very difficult. Unless you're running local, you know, local city stuff or whatever. You know, they're always looking for them, you know, freight jockeys around all the major cities. But... You know, it's um, over the road stuff. If you're not, if you don't have a passport and cross the U.S. border and, you know, do a U.S. kind of cycle run, they don't even want to talk to you. Even if they have Canadian runs, they don't want to, you know, they don't want them strictly Canadian. Don't, they don't want to constrict anything to any driver. So, you know, here in Canada, you, you're forced to leave your country to work. Is basically what it is. Now I'll tell you, as a driver for 33 years, for the longest time, I enjoyed my little trip across Canada once in a while. You know, got to see some different scenery. You know, and some of you guys that know me for for a long time, I got some you know old trucking buddies that follow the channel that will uh, will tell you, crossing the border to me was the stressfulest time I ever, ever would do. And it wasn't dealing with customs. It was dealing with all the idiots up in the lineup. I'm telling you, you could have a three-year, you know, three-hour lineup in Windsor, Detroit border, to try and get across. And you see this, you know, you hear the same friggin' question for three hours. Well, how long is the wait, drivers? Anybody know how long the wait is, driver? Well, buddy, you're at exit 26, you said. Well, you got 26 miles to go. Man, at one kilometer an hour, if that, do the math. You know, common sense. But now today, you wouldn't even hear nothing on the radio. Ontario is, is trying to uh, ban, you know, CB radios. What do we got? Let's check out some of the comments here. I, myself, am not a truck driver. What's the inside of a semi-like? Is it tight or spacious? Well, it depends, Marion, on what truck you get. Uh, a lot of condos, got a lot of room in them. You know, it's kind of like having your own camper and, you know, your, home, your own little home back there. Uh, some of them are equipped with, you know, uh, mine were all equipped with fridges, uh, microwave ovens, you know, uh, TVs, VCRs. We don't have VCRs anymore. Disc players, I guess they have if you got them. Now, today, you know, we have our laptops and 
power boosters and generators on them. So that's where trucking has gone today. There's no reason why you can't, you know, get a hold of your family today, even FaceTime. You know, you can get shit from your wife and she can still look at you today. You know, in the early days, you just kind of, what did you say? Can't hear you. You're breaking up. You know, this new cell phone shit is not, I don't know, honey, but nowadays they put you on FaceTime there and they can figure it out in quick hurry that you got great cell service because they can see your ugly face, right? But, you know, some of them are smaller, like some of the more classic trucks, like the Peterbilt or the W900, a little more tight. You know, uh, a lot of trucks have gone to automatics now, Marion, that they don't have the shifter in the middle of the floor, so you got that extra space. Um, Volvo truck actually is a pretty big truck. Uh, some of them have bunk beds in them, two beds. Uh, you know, it's always, they're, they're pretty nice. You know, if you get, you can get some pretty nice rides. Um, myself, I drive a 379 or a 389 Peterbilt. Uh, 379 in my day, 389 today. Uh, I'm always the, the classic kind of guy. But I did, you know, I, I did recently in my last little stent with FedEx, drove a, a Volvo automatic. I kind of got used to it, you know, going through northern Ontario, you didn't really have to do, you know, no shifting. So you're, you know, your legs are not tired and, you know, you get it down into Toronto and the big smoke there. And, you know, it's like driving in L.A. or Seattle for some of you guys that are from the U.S. and never been up here. But, you know, nonstop clutching, stop, clutching, stop with that automatic, you know, that was pretty neat. Put the brake, hit the fuel. Hit the brake, hit the fuel. You know, it's kind of uh, hey, no time you know, is 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 you know you don't have to thank us here, Marion. That's what we're here for. But I'm glad you're here with us. Like I said earlier, I caught a little bit of your show there uh, today. It was uh, you know it was all right. You know I didn't mind it. You know I um, I said on our last show, Marion joined us, and uh, you know I don't mind any other podcaster coming on my show. Not at all. I am here to support any live cast from CastBox. Uh, I support CastBox enough, I'll tell you that. Um, but we have to grow CastBox, you know, in order for our shows to grow. And that's each and every one of us that are, you know, involved in CastBox here. Myself, I don't put my shows out on any other platform. So my rise to numbers are very hard. You know, um, and I'm addressing you, Marion, so... You know, for me to get big numbers probably just on one platform, it's not what I'm here for. You know, I'm here to, you know, entertain the drivers, number one, and and other people. You know, we have a lot of non-drivers here, man. We got guys from Sweden down here, India, the UK. We got guys from all over the world. A lot of them come over for my show or my show down on my Facebook page. Uh, That is, you know, gone incredibly stupid uh, never in my life would have ever expected to open my facebook page and you know see that 3000 people have looked at it you know i kind of uh, blows my mind but you know I, I try and be honest and i'm you know try to be true and you know i don't know how long you've been podcasting you know uh, marion but you know keep it true keep it simple and always remember this, the people on the other end of your, you know, under the end of here, like yourself and, you know, uh, Terry and, you know, all the Jack and some of the others here, I can't, you know, they're not stupid people. And someone's going to, you know, eventually call you out on it, you know, 
go to Monfon Castbox. Uh, you know what? You, you know you'll get there. I find this podcasting thing is a you know kind of a strange little little thing. It's not YouTube, you know. So you're not. I don't know. Like, is, is it Castbox itself that we don't give the exposure? Because I have a lot of people that come to you know that from you know Mark's Mark show. Um, if anybody's listening that you know listened before, they know I'm talking about the Mark Anthony Storm show on YouTube. Great show, you know, on his his channel. Um, but I don't know if we get the exposure, right? Everybody knows what YouTube is. Um, but I have a lot of people that, I, you know, never heard of CastBox. Well, who the hell is CastBox? What is CastBox? Well, it's a platform for podcasts. Oh, you mean like iTunes or BeanPod or something like that? Yeah. Oh, I never heard of them. Well, okay, well, let's get into it, right? So now you got to go through the whole thing, you know, go down to your Google Play Store, download the app. And well, now I've just come to the point, Marion, that I, I say Google it. And I'm new at all this computer crap. So, you know, Googling and Googling and, you know, uh, you know, twixing and fixing and whatever the LC call it here is all new to me. It's like when the kids are texting me with all them short form abbreviations. How the hell do you expect me to know what the hell you're talking about? TTL and loo doo doo and FFF and, you know, laugh my ass off or something else. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of new to me. So in my day of trucking, you, pay, you had a, you know, you didn't get your directions before you got there. You're screwed. But either that or you found a damn phone booth. You know, they didn't have all this stuff. You know, drivers kind of got it good today, I think. But, the, the, you know, the whole thing about, you know, comparing drivers is totally different outfit up here than it is in the U.S. You know, my my years up here just driving strictly Canada, you kind of got sick of it because it's kind of one road in, one road out. You know, there ain't there ain't no difference. One road in, one road out, time and time again. You know, same bullshit on the same hills, guys passing you on the same corners, same companies. You know, the worst one I can't talk about, um, of course, because... If you listen to the show before, I kind of talked about I had to take someone to court over some stu- stupidity. Part of that agreement is now I can't talk about them. Kind of burns my ass about that, but that's how they get away with, you know, people not knowing their shitheads, right? They get sued, they lose, and then they put all these agreements on that you can't talk about what kind of shitheads they are. And I'll tell you, you know, in my opinion, you know, trucking companies, it's a dirty game. So, you know, you better be on your game to get into trucking. So if you're new out there and you're you know, thinking about getting into trucking and you think it's just going to be all, you know, cakewalk, just don't, you know, think it's going to be a cakewalk because it's not. You know, driving is a hard job. People think it's easy. It's not. A lot of stress in driving. You know, time schedule, time management, the math, you know, it, it's all an education. And, you know, we, we, we got our whole offices right there in that little cubicle we call a truck. Well, we're doing more. We're doing paperwork. You know, we're doing math from our log books. We're trying to figure out weight ratios. How much more weight can we put on the truck? You know, I got 80,000 pounds one way. I got, you know, another, another you know, 10,000 to pick up. What am I going to do? Holy shit, I got 26,000 on the drives and, you know, 
37.5 on the rear ends. How can I spread this out a little bit? You know, it's all a, so to be a truck driver is not just getting in a truck, shifting gears and away you go. Nowadays, you don't even have to do that. You just drive a friggin' automatic, right? And away you go. It's not a vacation. Vacation, ha, 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 I love you. Yeah, that's my, uh, my granddaughter there. Not my granddaughter. She is my daughter, but grand, you know. But, uh, yeah, she knows what I mean. You know, my kids spend a lot of time on the highway with me when they were growing up. Because as a long-haul truck driver, you know, you're gone all the time. So, you know, you want to spend time with your kids. And, you know, and I did. I love my kids to death. You know, and uh, I think they know that too much sometimes. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's a time to spend with your kids. You take them with you. You don't want to spend time with your kids? Well, I guess you leave them at home. But then you don't get to know them. They don't get to know what you do. I'll tell you, both of my daughters are both married to drivers. They knew what they were getting into long before they married these guys. Uh, one of them was smart enough to get out. Yep. Now he drives a choo-choo train. Now that would be an interesting gig, would it not? Driving a choo-choo train. I'd love to do that. You know, I've pretty much driven everything in the world, I think. You know, from big trucks to, you know, these great big haul trucks they have up here at the mines to, you know, great big loaders. And, you know, I've done it all pretty much 33 years in transportation industry. You know, a lot of it was just moving it onto a trailer. But I did drive the haul trucks up the mine here for a short time. Thought I'd give that gig a go, stay home. Didn't last long, I'll tell you that. That's one shithole I'd never go back to. I tell you, if God would strike me dead before I'd go back there. I had never seen a company like it. You know, push, 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 push. Get that friggin' slap rock down to that pit down there and get back up here and get another load. 20-minute lunches and five-minute breaks and a 12-hour shift. And God, don't be six minutes on your break because you were still shaking it in the toilet by the time your break came up. By the time you got out of the shitter there, the foreman's pickup's already in the front of your truck asking you what, you know, you do that on your own time. Well, I started on my own time. Sorry, I didn't finish. You know, but, ah. Unfortunately, I live in this town that is run by this company and kind of a company town, I guess. Ah. Basically, it's not that it's not a lie. It's truth. You know, you don't work for the the shithole up the hill. You work for someone down here, down here at the bottom of the hill that has to put up with the shitheads at the top of the hill. So it's a rough running circle, isn't it? It's kind of like trucking. You know, and there's where, where I believe trucking is going. It's being run by a lot of uneducated, and I don't mean uneducated as stupid. I mean uneducated as in trucking. You know, the we're being run now by college kids and computer techs and, you know, guys that have never been in a truck. It's kind of like the guys that are doing the regulations, right? Every one of them walking in with their $1,000 suits, $500 pair of shoes, and they sit down and they say, let's talk about these truckers. Not let's talk about our constituents here that are having a trouble in, in you know, with their industry that we keep interfering so bad that, you know, these guys are going hungry on the road. Don't get me wrong. I never, you know, I couldn't, I was just about to say I'd never went hungry on the road, but that's friggin' lying bullshit. 
but and I don't do that. You know, it, it's just when I say go hungry, I mean guys without 10 cents in their pocket. Not that they made the choice to spend their money elsewhere. You know, my demon was spending my money in the chrome shops. <laughs> you know, that was my demon back then. But in today's demons, we got casinos in truck stops. We got bars in truck stops. You know, here in, in Western Canada, in Calgary, Alberta, you know, the Flying J's right there, right across the street. Right across the street, you know, is the Calgary Casino, great big joint. Wonder how many driver dollars go into that place. You know what I mean? So some of it has to be common sense, I'll tell you that. But as an owner-operator, you know, you don't have really time for that bullshit as far as I'm concerned. You know, yeah, we had some good times. Yep, I remember Fred. Fred, Fred, Fred. Yes, sir. Fred's my little imaginary man that rode with me in the truck with the kids. Because every time the kids would leave their snacks and, you know, and, you know, head up to the, the, or head back to the bunk. Well, somehow them snacks just got eaten, you know, and dad's not supposed to eat that shit. So, you know, Fred ate it. I didn't eat it. You know, that's, that, that was the story there of old Fred. Fred is our, our donut eating leprechaun. I'm Irish fella, so, you know, a lot of things come into me as related to the Irishman. But anyway, we, did tell you at the top of the show there that we were going to kind of got an email and kind of got called out here. So like I say on my show, I'm pretty much open to talk about anything. So here's the call out. I got an email and the guy said the other night that we were on our show, somebody was talking about religion. And I kind of said that I believed in religion, but I didn't believe in organized religion. And then I kind of brushed it off. So the question they had for me is, well, that wasn't an answer. Do you believe or do you not believe? Well, I, you know, I kind of thought, well, pretty forward question to ask somebody, you know. When I opened that email, you know, it didn't have no direction. So that's kind of why I, you know, if it's something, you know, about what we do on our time off or, you know, them kind of segments in our show. I don't read them because I kind of want to read it live with you guys, right? So I, I kind of had to think about it for a minute and how to answer that question. So here, here's the answer to you. And I know you're here. So here's my answer to your question. Yes, I do believe that there is a higher power. I don't believe that we have to go to a gathering place, as you, you know, as it's called, you know, the, but, you know, yes, it does say in the Bible, you know, gather around and blah, blah, blah. I have a hard time with the fact that what's happening in the world, that our God is allowing that to happen. But anyway, that's kind of a iffy topic with me, the whole bullshit. I don't think religion is bullshit. Don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. You know, I have a grandfather that was a minister. I have a mother and father that are very religious. Brother and sisters that are, you know, religious. And I myself, you know, am not 
a religious fanatic. Let's put it this way. I do believe in God. There, I went right out and said it. I do believe in God and devil and heaven and earth. But I don't believe that I have to go to a place, worship, with a bunch of people listening to somebody preach about religion according to them. And I had a bad experience at a church once where I was trying to change my life, you know, for the better as a young father and things weren't going so good. And, you know, listening to my relatives, you know, if you went, went back to the church, you know, everything will just be fine. Well, you know, I, I we did that. And after a time, you know, we kind of, we still didn't feel comfortable, you know, and I, I went to the minister, the head minister about it. And he says, well, you know, you guys have had some marriage problems and, you know, you, you, you're in and out and I know you're in counseling. and But, you know, we, we think maybe you're not a fit for my church. Oh, wait a minute here. I thought that was our church, number one, everybody that worshipped here's church. I didn't believe that it was your church. So I left. And as I was leaving, you know, one of the head deacons were scraping mine and my wife's name off our mailbox. So obviously this was planned long before I'd even decided to talk to the minister about, you know, the way we were feeling, you know, kind of being, you know, polite. People were polite, but, you know, we didn't get invited to the Sunday teas like the whole church would go to and stuff. But so there is my answer to your question. Yes, I do believe in religion, but I don't believe in organized religion because, you know, what? quite frankly, there are so many, so many religions out there. You don't know who to believe, you know, um, there's, in my opinion, a lot of con religions. Uh, you know, I don't know if I should call them con religions. I guess pe people believe in what they believe, right? But there, there's so many religions that popped up. You know, Christianity's gone for many, 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 many moons. So, you know what, it kind of be, you know, where I would focus my attention to, and that's the way I was brought up. But, you know, it's who do you follow? Is it the Catholic religion that's right? Baptists are right? United Churches are right? The Hindus, are they right? I just don't know. You know, and it's a answer to your question is, yes, I do believe in God. But I don't believe that we have to, to go to a, a building every Sunday. You know, what's, you know, a day of rest, yes, in the Bible, yes. I do know the Bible. You know, I grew up in a very religious background. But, you know, I look at the world today and I, I sometimes wonder, what a, you know, he's supposed to be such a passionate man and a gentle man. Why is this happening? You know, why are 22 people dead in San Antonio, nine in Date. And I'll tell you right now, like this is nothing new in the world. And it's nothing, it sure as hell, nothing new in the United States. But, you know, these people that are, are running around now shooting everybody, they're, they're, they've been in the background for, you know, as long as the United States has been there. It's just now in my belief, and then, you know, once again, it's just my opinion. Shoot me if you want. You know, I don't know. But 
you guys kind of got a president out there that's giving them an open forum to talk. And unfortunately, they have really grabbed onto it. And, you know, I've said it before that, you know, I believe that, you know, your president there, Donald Trump, has brought the United States back 100 years. The great times, the great times of the United States. Well, if you look at United States history, and I didn't know this until I had a conversation with a friend of mine from the U.S. That, but he, you know, back in the slavery days, is that's what they called the great days of the United States. Now, I didn't know research on this, so I'm just, you know, telling you what he told me. So I don't know if it's true, but I am going to do research on it. You know, I will do it. But, you know, know, hatred, so much hatred in this world. And I, you know, I had to take some time to actually look at it and, and really think about the question you asked me, you know, is. But, yeah, I do believe. But I just really don't know if. Who's the right answer? Is the Catholics right? You know, like I say, there's so many out there. So, you know, I do have this tradition, Marion, in my uh, in my um, truck that I carry a Bible in my truck that I've had for, I don't know, my dad gave it to us when I was a child. You know, and I, and I dress Marion because he just said here, I'm sorry to hear that. So tells me that, you know, he has some, faith or she has some faith Marion can be both ways I don't know um, I tried to look at her picture but it's her he it's a draft outfit so I don't know but sorry if I'm insulting you Marion I'm not trying to um, but religion is kind of a touchy subject so you know it's it, you know I, I am going to have this you know highway gospel hour on this show and our show is going to go you know kind of not your typical podcast way uh, it's um to me, you know, these podcasts are out here and, you know, Marion, you know, you, you could probably have known some of them I don't even understand or even why they're on the air. You know, they're, they're flip-flopping and talking and tongue-wagging about nothing. And I just kind of guess what I'm doing now, I guess. But, well, I should have never quite thought of it that way, right? But this one's kind of going to be kind of different, guys. We're going to, you know, play some music. We are licensed to play. Sound Girl's gone today, so... God, please don't try to ask me to play music tonight. Um, it's, uh, I'm actually surprised they let me do the show without them. You know, last time I did the show myself, look what happened, right? But, because um, all of your creeps out there, I prefer not to use a picture of myself. Hey, you know, that, you know what, you're right. You know, uh, you know, we talk about a lot of creeps in the world, man, and it, it, it comes right back to it. Where the hell is this world going to? I'm telling you. You know, we. I was going to try not to, you know, bring up the old devil's advocate and be talking about the shootings and statistics. And, you know, I, I, I think this last few days, you know, that whole thing's been played played right to the, you know, every news channel, everywhere you turn. That's all we hear. You know, so I was kind of going to try and avoid the whole, whole thing tonight, right? But you can't. When you talk about faith and you talk about, the world in religion. How can you not bring up what's happening in the world? You know, this fellow down in San Antonio, he sent all that Facebook shit out, you know, take over Mexico, Mexicans and all that crap, all that hatred shit he put out there. But who taught him that hatred? 
you know, I'm doing great, man. How are you, sir? But, uh, you know, I got to tell you, you know, the hatred that, you know, that he put out there, number one, he's uneducated because, you know, they belong there before he did. It's kind of a Mexican territory, Texan, you know, Texas and all that stuff. To what I hear in history, we kind of took it from them, didn't we? I don't know. So it stands to reason that there will be Mexicans there, right? What is the hatred in the world? You know, this shooting's here, the you know, 12 hours, you know. And there was a fellow on my, I posted the one from Dayton there, and he, he threw some statistics out there. And it, it really amazed me. I've, you know, they consider the FBI, considering anything more than four is a mass shooting. So I looked it up, and we're not even in 200 and some days into the year. And do you know how many mass shootings were in the U.S.? I'm not even going to tell you the number because I don't have it in front of me, and I would, wouldn't want to give you a missed number. Um, like I said, I, I, the show was kind of not going to be about anything to do with, you know, San Antonio or, you know, Texas and El Paso. But San Antonio was the first, and there's a lot of them. That you don't really hear about, I'll tell you. And you don't. It could be, you know, for for um, family members, you know, someone went nuts and killed their mother and father and two sisters. You won't hear about that. That'll stay local. But in the FBI's eyes, that is still called mass shooting. I don't know. You know, we really as part of the, you know, I'm Canadian, but, you know, I got a lot of family in the U.S. Good night, girls. You have a good night. Uncle Don is thinking about you guys. Um, it's it's the, the whole nine yards of this religious thing and the question that was brought up to me. And I want to get into trucking. My electric trucks may come within five years. I don't know. I'm not sure, Pat. You know, the you know, technology is coming there, that's for sure. That was another question I had in the next email we were going to get into about what I thought of automation. You know, automation to me is kind of freaky. You know, a good idea, I think, you know, for technology-wise. Sad idea for us as drivers, right? You know what I mean? It's uh, like we're going to lose our, you know, our jobs, our careers. You know, there is a California company now. They're actually hiring drivers to test some of this shit out. You know, so now it'll be drivers behind the desk, I guess. But um, electric, you know, they, they it's come a long way. They, they, they are testing it. A lot of natural gas stuff out there already. Um, you know, but, you know, there's uh, the automation and trucking scares me. And it's not because of going to lose our job and all that other shit. It's the infiltration of people that can take over the, you know, the computer systems and all that shit. It's already been proven that they can do it. But you know what, Pat? I wish they would come up with electric trucks. The problem they're having with, with, with electric trucks, you know, who would unload the trucks? Well, right now, you know what? They, they back into a dock and they have the shippers, receivers kind of do that kind of stuff. Uh, the big grocery warehouses has been kind of taking advantage of drivers for 100 years and yeah, they got to pay them to take their own freight off or hire someone to do it. You know, kind of stuff like that. But in general, you know, they you just back into a door and you go in and see the receiver and they got a guy at a forklift that'll do it unless you got hand bomb load or something stupid like that. 
but yeah, that's basically what it is, man. You are, Pat, you, you, you almost, you don't load and unload yourself unless you're on that kind of a run. And there is runs like that, buddy. So, you know, depends on what you want to do. You want to keep physical. There's a lot of that kind of stuff out there. But the only problem with, within, with electric trucks, you know, is the capability of distance before charging. And I haven't read any articles about it in a long time. But at that point, that's where the problem was, that the weight capacity to put the batteries in and, you know, to be able to do a trip and, you know, the cost involved at that point wasn't worth it. But not saying that they're not doing it. You know, I knew Europe has a few there kicking around, seeing what's going on, but it's not something that I really followed. So, you know what, but if you come back to the show, Pat, I will uh, do some research here and I will get an answer for you. You know, that's kind of what I do. If I don't know the answer, I'm not going to lie to you and try and bullshit around with it. What's the use? There's always someone smarter than me out there that'll have the answer, I'll tell you that. There is also cold weather to take into consideration, too. Yeah, you know what, Terry? I never even thought of that. You know, geez, batteries and, you know, I, but I guess they could put heated boxes, right? You know, are there happening to be any, what? Yeah, bantering? I don't know. But anyway... So there's my answer about religion. Yes, I do believe in religion. Um, I wasn't skirting the issue by any means. Uh, what I was doing was, that wasn't what the topic was about. It's not what we were here to talk. I try not to talk about religion except on Sundays. And uh, at the time, you know, we are going to do that Sunday show. So um, kind of the highway hour for the, for the gospel hour for the drivers that wish it. I'm just right now trying to find somebody to do it. That's a little more knowledgeable in the word of God than me. You know, that someone actually uh, knows and understands the scriptures. And, uh, you know, I'd come out here and play all the music you want, gospel music. But kind of think that the whole part of having a gospel hour would be to have someone to give you a sermon, right? It's kind of what you miss out in the highway, even though there is kind of chapels in most of these truck stops now that, but, you know, I, I find now, too, I, most of them ain't even manned anymore. You know, a lot of them are have no preachers, I guess. I don't know. But kind of the way it is, I suppose. But anybody here that, you know, is, hasn't followed the channel before, you know, hit that follow button. Support the channel with that little gift box down there. You know, I appreciate it. Or you can hit the PayPal, paypal.me slash the Don Pierce Show. Everything is appreciated. Got to thank our sponsor. Geez, I almost forgot the only guy that sponsors the show, right? And this guy is a you know a steady sponsor. Uh, Oak Ridge Exteriors out of St. Catharines, Ontario. Thank you guys for the sponsorship. Uh, see, Monday it screwed me right up. Eh? We usually do you know Friday shows, but now we're doing three shows a week. We'll be here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So my thought pattern isn't you know right where it should be, I guess. I got no sound girl here to, you know, help me out here with pokes and pricks and, you know, taps of the pen on the shoulder when I'm missing something. So kind of do what we do here. But the whole nine yards is kind of comparing what we're doing tonight anyway. We're going to get back into topic here before I start shooting the shit off, right? Is that uh, kind of comparing apples to oranges between trucking and Canada, the United States. Well, Canada, United, you know, let's just face it, driving truck in Canada sucks. Truly does. You have no respect, no facilities, far and few between anyway. 
So if you're going to pick trucking, Pat, you know, U.S. side, stay in the U.S. Are you from the U.S., Pat? I don't know. So you mean we talk random in your show? Yeah, kind of. We talk trucks. We talk anything. It's a trucking show, really, but, you know, we find that a lot of drivers that just don't want to talk about trucks anymore. They got other things and other opinions. We do probably half the show on trucks. We've already did a good segment on truck stops and mostly my opinion in truck stops anyway. But yeah, we're kind of a random show, I guess. We never really talk about anything. Well, we talk about a lot of things. And a lot of times, you know, what happens here is, you know, guys will just pop up with a statement and it'll lead into a whole conversation. And sometimes that conversation lasts longer than it than it should, I'll tell you that. But we try, you know, to get a, you know something in about trucking every now and then. You know, it's kind of what we're here for. But, you know, we don't want to be your typical trucking show. That's all we talk about is, you know, why the cat motor disappeared and all the stuff everybody else is already talking about. You know, the hell is that gear? You know, I'm more interested in what guys are doing. What are they doing in their time off? What do they do for hobbies? What do they do for fun? You know, because drivers have other lives besides driving. And some of them are pretty interesting. And there's some pretty interesting stories out there. I'm putting some together right now for the show. I can tell you that in my career, I've, saw, I've seen some of the most beautiful places in the United States and in Canada. What do I do for a living? Well, believe it or not, I'm a truck driver, 33 years. Retired as of last October due to my health. Uh, I got cancer. Kind of took me off the road. But I was a long-haul driver for 33 years. Oh, well, you know, 33 years, a couple of years I was in recruiting and, and, and stuff like that. Always been in the transportation industry for 33 years. I guess that's the way I should say it, right? But I guess out of 33 years, there's probably been 31 and a half I drove a truck. Oh, I'm sorry for that. Why would you be sorry for that? Sorry I got the cancer or sorry I drove a truck? Yeah, we should do that. We missed out last year. You know, you were kind of busy in Saskatchewan there. Big elk hunter I am. Loved elk hunt. Um, Got to say, I don't ever shoot nothing except with my cannon. Um, my son is the actual elk hunter here. Um, but I enjoy the time in the bush. I do. I don't even have my... Uh, I got my pal back, eh, Terry, but I didn't get my hunting license. I... Yeah, I know, buddy. I was just joking with you about the, the cancer there. I kind of, uh, I don't know, sometimes people tell me I'm too, too, uh, I joke too much about it. Uh, I've got people telling me I share too much about it. You know, how can you just come on open air and talk to people about, you know, having cancer and, and all that, that, that stuff? Well, I got nothing to hide. You know, I'm a driver. We get sick just like everybody else, right? But that's just kind of what we do here. We kind of talk about everything. 
I try to be a fun person, man. I tell you, you know, I used to be a pretty friggin' serious person, to be honest with you. You know, once I hit that key in that truck, you know, my whole life was about making money. You know, if I was going to be away from my family, but I had fun while I did it. You know, and I, I'll be the first one to tell everybody that trucking was, you know, a good life. I had a great life trucking. I made a lot, a lot. I made a lot of great friends trucking. I'm meeting new friends even today in trucking, you know, with the show and drivers get on the show like uh, Troy there, you know, um, Texas, Maryland trucker, you know, met him through another show. Um, he started following my show. Kind of hear him a lot. You know, he, he's a big supporter of the other show, the Mark Anthony Storm show on YouTube. Uh, great show. A lot of bullshit shows on YouTube. You know, I got to tell you, I, I listen to, I watch a lot of YouTube because of the, the, the station here, you know, and uh, we were doing a top five YouTube for trucking. Uh, you know, I, I finally, I'm not doing this. There's, there's just, I could sit here all friggin' day and never find one that made any sense or, or one that was worth listening to. But I'll tell you, Mark's show is, uh, it's clean. You know, he, you won't hear one slip on his show like you do mine, I'll tell you that. Good bunch of drivers out there on his show that answers any question that non-drivers have. They, they do have a lot of non-drivers on that show. He makes these little films, eh? And they're, they're really cool. Great quality. And uh, I'll tell you, I don't promote a lot of YouTube channels. But, he, you know, that's one that I do promote. Um, that and that smart trucking. There's another one I'm kind of watching now. I'll guys will let you in onto it. You know, and I kind of really figure it out. I'm not going to recommend something and, and kind of talk about it until I've actually spent more time listening to it. But so far, so good, I'll tell you that. It's been a pretty interesting channel to follow. Uh, I'll tell you, it's a concept I've never seen before. But I think by uh, Wednesday's show, I'll be able to tell you a little more about that show. Uh, I'm only into about their 10th episode. So I tell you, you know, they've been around a while, so, you know, kind of interesting, I'll tell you, to say the need. You know, the way they set these YouTube channels up today, I, you know, I kind of wonder, you know, like, I don't do it because of the, you know, money and all that stuff. When I ask for donations and stuff, is to support the channel. But these guys that do it, hoping to become stars, you know, I don't know, like, you the format on that YouTube, you know, they, they play commercials and a lot of stuff through your feeds and whatnot. But them, them, them um, the heck do they call them? Super chats or whatever they call them. It's kind of like our gift box here on gas blocks, I guess. But YouTube takes 50% of that. So, you know, you send the guy five bucks, you figure you're doing the guy a favor and, you know, YouTube's taking 250 of it. Which, you know, they're giving him the format to put his show out there. But, you know, I, I got to thinking about this today because we were talking about it with another friend of mine about, you know, some of these multi-million dollar YouTube guys because, you know, one had just died there. That's kind of what we were talking about. And we were kind of thinking about, you know, like, geez, wouldn't it be nice to have the money to be able to set something like that up? You know, like YouTube or, you know, even CastBox, whatever. They get a lot of free people on here. You know, they 
putting on, you know, some of them are great quality shows, I'll tell you. You know, Marion has a show up there. Um, you know, uh, I listened to it today. Uh, wasn't so bad. You know, not at all. And there's, you know, I seem to be the only uh, YouTube she people and can't see your face. Well, I suppose that's true, right? You know, and you're my daughter, and you you, you absolutely know I don't have the friggin' face for uh, <laughs> getting, I'll tell you, I don't have the face for TV, I'll tell you that. No, I, that's according to my wife, anyway. I might beg to differ, because when I look in the mirror, I see a pretty handsome man, I'll tell you that, but according to her, I better just stay in the, in the booth and talk through the microphone, so I don't know. It's a kind of a funny thing. You know, I was kind of doing the YouTube thing today, and there used to be a guy on the radio. He was on that serious radio for a long time. He's out of Tampa Bay, Florida. They called him the Bubba the Love Sponge. Do you remember that? You know, it's a uh, guy made millions off that show. Millions, 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 millions. I'm telling you, he's got a thing called the Bubba Army anyway. You know, I used to listen to it when I was a driver. You know, good entertainment for, you know, I think you had a four-hour show or a three-hour show. And uh, anybody else on here, too, you know, you want to hit up Marion there, hit up his show. Take it a listen, man. You know, uh, the only way we support gas box is to support each other. So, uh, you know what? You know, hit that friggin' button for Marion, too. Listen to his show, her show, his show. He hasn't told me if he's a he or a she yet, Marion. Um but hit up the show. Uh, I think you guys should uh, well enjoy it. I didn't mind it today. Uh, I'm talking about some movies and Disney and stuff. So I asked Marion. I did listen. Um, but, you know, it's free entertainment, yes, but it's not free to the guys that put it out. I'll tell you, there's, there's some costs involved. So, you know, I, I don't know how this, this, this cast box... Um, I'll give you money kind of thing for commercials and stuff even works didn't even look into it Bill people want to support the show they support the show they don't want to support it well I'm not going to beg for the, the support you know it's not, it's not kind of not what I'm here for and anyway the whole the whole topic I was going to get into with this whole bullshit anyway was the, the fact that this this YouTube here everybody that, that I listen to on YouTube now they you know, they're asking for support and donations and money. And, you know, I kind of you know, had to think, you know, like how much money can people give away? You know, considering how many YouTube channels are out there. But then I got to thinking, how much does it cost to do all that? I know what it costs to do this. You know, this, this, this whole setup here with your your microphones and your mixing boards and your computers and, you know, all this friggin' stuff you need to, you know, put out a decent show. You know, when I, I've done a couple of shows just on my smartphone here when things weren't working out, you know, you probably don't have the quality and the, you know, the whole thing that you had, but the show went on, right? And nobody can know the difference. So I guess, you know, when these guys on YouTube are, like, you know, especially this, you know, some of these guys that got, you know, they got high quality YouTube channels, I'll tell you. 
you know, some of these guys are using two and three thousand dollar cameras, you know, five and six hundred dollar microphones, and they're right serious into it. Well, I'm serious into this too, but you know, I'm into it for a different reason. You know, I'm kind of into it keeping track of the trucking life because you know, my my trucking life kind of just kind of popped in a real quick hurry, right? But life is life, you know, it's just I think I'm inclined to agree. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, Marion, if we don't support each other on these these podcasts, the big guys are going to take over. I'll tell you that. And there's what I, you know, I'm, I was going to get at anyway. What it, what it is is that you just do it to kill time. Yeah. And, you know, I do it because, you know, it, it does. It gives me something to do. When you when you got a disease like mine, you know, it's a good thing to have a distraction. But like I said, the doctors are saying everything's looking great. So doesn't mean I'm going to quit my show. I love doing this show. You know, I, I, I love getting out here and helping the new drivers and answering the questions, you know, from Marion and some of the people out here. It's uh, kind of be, you know, brings you back a lot of memories when you talk about, you know, places you've been and where you've gone what you've done with your life. But I guarantee you that there isn't too many people that, unless they're a truck driver, you know, I've been in every province, every territory, every state, you know, except Hawaii. Couldn't figure out how to put the pontoons on the truck to get there, but, but, you know, I've had questions, what's your favorite spot? I got to tell you, my whole favorite spot in the whole North America at this point would still be North Carolina. Love North Carolina for some reason, especially in the fall. When you're coming out of Whitfield, Virginia, and you're coming down that big hill in North Carolina, and them trees are turning color, and, you know, you can see where the snow line's kind of going down, but, you know, and the grass is getting greener as you're coming down the hill. Now, you know, you're coming into, you know, Coming into short weather if you're Canadian, I'll tell you that. And that's, you know, when you hit that point, you know, you're heading south, especially going down that eastern seaboard there, you hit that spot and you know, you know, you're laughing. Because, you know, the rest of your family's up there at minus 30. And you're down there trying to figure out why the hell, I'm sure I packed that shit in parachutes. I'm sure I did. So as a driver, you know, you, you, there is some benefits, but there is a lot of downfalls. So, you know, you new drivers out there, guys thinking of getting into, you know, really do your education, number one, before you, you, you pick a, you know, a school to go to. You know, try and find an accredited school. Sometimes paying a little extra money, you know, gets you, goes a long way. Uh, anything that has to do with, you know, I, I, I'm a, you know, these guys that are, you know, super carriers like CRST and Swift and all that stuff that got these, you know, driver training programs. I don't have an issue with them. The only thing I have an issue is, is with the contracts these guys have to, have to swallow. And that's the way I put it. They got to swallow these contracts and drive for these companies after their trade. So my advice to, you know, drivers on either side, because we do have a carrier up here in Canada that's just starting one. 
one of our mega carriers, Challenger Motor Freight, starting their own school. And I got to tell you, that's old school for up here. Company I worked for, well, almost 25 years ago, when the big influencing of teams started to happen again. You know, when they needed to get this freight moving, so the team started coming up. The company I worked for, very trucking out of Exeter, Ontario. Worked there a long time. I mean, a long time, 18 years or something. Um, they had a school, very institute of professional truck driving, which kind of was a you know an open door to my career. Um, I had been at very a long time when they opened that school, and they asked me to become an instructor. No, uh, what the hell? Let's try this out. And then uh, a short time in there, we, we got a new safety manager, and Alex was his name, and he said to me one day at a, after a staff meeting, he said, I need to see you in my office. I thought, oh, shoot, here we go. Yeah, okay, Terry, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Nice for you to join us. Thanks, buddy. Um, so anyway, I'm all panicked and freaked, right? Uh-oh, big boss wants to see you, new guy. So you know where my thoughts are, right? My 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 day is sitting in a nice plush office or over, right? And at that time in my life, you know, it was pretty cool. You know, never thought I'd ever be able to have a nice leather chair and be able to close the door when I didn't want to be bugged, right? Well, it's all right. Walked in there, sat down in his office, and he said, I've been watching you. And I thought, oh, this conversation is starting out great. And he says, you know what? Number one, you're too smart to drive a truck for a living. And you're way too smart to teach truck drivers how to drive trucks. I need you in my safety department. And I got a promotion. Which was, you know, a good learning experience. Um dealt with a lot of different issues and safety. I uh, did that for a year or so. And then, you know, they, you know, they decided to have a driver retention department. And I became the head of the driver retention department. Basically, my job there was, there was a dispute between a driver and operations. If there was a dispute between operations and safety, I was the middle guy. I was the referee and my word was final. So it eventually came to that I took ahead. I took took control of the recruiting and also. And at that point, we had 35, 36 trucks sitting against the fence. And by the time I was done, we had zero. And at a meeting, and I'm not blowing my own horn here. I'm making, a, I'll get to the point in a second. So we were at another staff meeting and the owner of the company's there, Len Vary. You don't come to very many meetings, so something must be wrong, right? No, not a thing. He just wanted to shake my hand, give me a $5,000 a year war, uh, uh, raise in front of everybody and ask me why or how I got these truck movings when none of these other morons that he pays hundred grand a year can do it. And I said, Len, it took two things. It took you to give me the money to drive down to these truck stops. It took me to shake a few hands, and it took me not to bullshit these guys. 
Well, what do you mean? I said, I don't praise the world when it comes to truck driving. And I won't praise the world when it comes to truck driving because truck driving is what it is. You got your good days, you got your bad days. But according to every one of these trucking magazines and recruiting magazines, every truck company in the bloody place is the best friggin' place in the world, right? Uh, I'm just not that type of guy. So I would tell the truth and the truth prevailed. You know, we're not the best company in the world. We got some dumbass dispatchers on some days, I can tell you that. But, you know, you tell the truth and guys came, they know what to expect. Can't start out with a relationship in a company and you don't know what to expect. You know, just a bunch of lies and bullshit. So now you're you're pissed off right from the day you get your plates, right? But do you ever notice any of you, you drivers out there that, you know, go to these recruiting things or you go to these orientations when you first start? Everybody treats you like gold, don't they? You're your best friend. They're slapping you on the back, telling you what kind of money you're going to make and how great you are. Yeah. As soon as you turn the friggin' key, and away you go, right? And then you're just another driver. So that's just my opinion. That's just the way it is. So I hope I answered your question there about religion. I know you're still on here. I see you're still on here. Um, that was the answer. I told you I would give you the answer tonight on the show, and I believe I did. So there's the answer to my religion, my answer to shitty truck stops. So are you going to stay away from? Where are you going to stay away from? You're going to stay away from the Husky on the 400. That 400 series highway going north, that place is a shithole. Tell you, they can't even be well enough and respect the people enough that, that you go to their facility that they put, you know, doors on the bathroom stalls. You know, they're half kicked in, they're broken, or what are you doing? I'm doing fine, Caroline. How are you? You know, it's uh, there's my sound girl as we speak. You know, she's out doing her thing. It is a long weekend here in British Columbia, family day, so she's spending the day with her family which is good because she is part of my family and I'd love her to spend every minute that she can with that little boy of hers. So the other place we are going to stay away from, we are going to stay away from the Dryden Husky. And I'm not going to tell you we're going to stay away from the Dryden Husky because the food sucks. Because the food's pretty good. It's not bad if you can get there when it's open. But their facilities, the bathrooms are always, and I don't care what time of day it is. Every time I go in there, the place is a filthy mess. Paper towels flying all over the bathroom and stuff like that. So as far as I'm concerned, if you don't respect your customer enough to keep the facility clean enough where I can go in and wash my hands, I don't need to service you. I don't even feel there. That's how disgusted I was there. But the key one that I really want to tell you guys, it's another Husky, and I hate doing this because... Huskies used to be my favorite stop. Husky in Winnipeg, Manitoba, we talked about it earlier. It used to be a great place. But every time I eat in that shithole, I get sick. So, you know, eventually you just stop doing it. You know, first time you say, yeah, bad meal. We only get it once or twice, you know, or it could have been just my guts. But every time, no, no, can't do it. So we're in Winnipeg, or when I'm in Winnipeg, it's Flying J now. I used to head east to the Esso card lock that was, you know, about 90, 100 miles out of Winnipeg. Had great dinners in there, an old mom and pop place, but it no longer exists. And that's probably the, you know, the truth that most mom and pop places are now friggin' exist. 
you know, they're just about, they just don't, they don't exist. They're just extinct. Don't know. But trucking has been a good to me. It's been a good life for me. I would recommend trucking, you know, to people. But in that advice, I would always, you know, also tell them, you know, give it some hard thought. You know, get out there and talk to a driver and see what the life is like. You know, because there's been a lot of times that that guys have decided to become a truck driver, you know, spend all that money going to school and, you know, because they think that the big road is glamorous and that's the life they're going to live. Now, this is the same guy that, you know, hasn't been away from mommy in five minutes. May not be the career that you need to be in. Because it's a hard career. It's a tough career. You know, it's not, you know, you, you got to watch everything. You know, because if you don't, you're going to go broke. As an owner-operator, I'll tell you that. Companies will steal everything they can from you. Then you got to deal with the DOT and everything else, but I don't know. I just don't know anymore if it's, you know, trucking is really worth even the, you know, time of day anymore. But if I said that, I'd be lying because most of the guys and people that know me know that I love trucking. You know, been a great industry, some great equipment out there. You know, nowadays with the automatics and things happening out there, I just really wish that we could get our sense together and, you know, have some respect for each other and realize that these guys are just out doing a job. And then I really hope that one of these friggin' days we'll get proper training again, you know, and stop these untrained drivers from just about killing everybody on the bloody road, right? And that happens, you know just scares me when I see, you know, there's so many, so many, 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 many unqualified guys out there driving trucks now. And I know everybody's got to learn, but we got to learn right. We got to teach them right. You know, throwing them in a truck right out of school and tell them, you know, let's take this 116, 130,000 pound load. And I know you don't know how to handle it. And I know you don't know how to do it, but really needs to be in Vancouver. So, you know, our drivers and all the people around it, we got to start thinking, you know, we got to, you know what, more onus on the company, would you think? You know, instead of finding the driver right out the ass all the time, maybe some more onus should be on the company. Things have got to change. You know, we can't get drivers into the industry anymore. Why is that? I don't know. Couldn't be the fact that we don't get paid enough for what we do. Couldn't be the fact that we get treated like shit everywhere we go. I don't know. But it's life, right? And as a new driver in trucking, just remember, you know, always be prepared. Always have food in your truck. You know, some kind of food. You never know what's going to happen, man. Hauling reefers, get down to some of them produce places in California. Could be a dire situation, I can tell you that. But anyway, guys, we are looking at about an hour and 39 minutes. We've been gabbing around here. We will be back here Wednesday, I will tell you that. To do another show, Wednesday at 7. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Our Fridays will always be there, I'll tell you that. If you haven't hit the follow button, please do. Come back and join us again. 
I got to tell you, I have fun doing this show. And you know what, drivers? Drive safe. Call home. And as always, guys, be kind to your fellow driver. Hey, everybody, it's been fun. Take care. Once again, this is Don Pierce. We'll see you on Wednesday night. Hope you have a great week till then. We'll see you hump day. Take care.